What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Tulsa Lately, your favorite locally-based podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and this is the show where I traipse around Tulsa and Oklahoma and talk to the different entrepreneurs, business leaders, community leaders, anyone with fresh ideas doing their own thing. They're all making green country a better place, and I want to be the platform to let them talk about what they're doing. So if you're a newer listener, go back and check out some of those older episodes. Too much good stuff. You can't afford to not hear it. But this time around, I spoke with Muhammad, who is the director of the Turkish Community Houses in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. They have a really great mission. They're basically just all about building and being involved with the community and learning about each other. Those are their main goals. And so he has lots of great things to say on that. And yeah, so without further ado, enjoy. All right, so I am at the uh, Raindrop Turkish Community House. Is that how you would call it? Uh, Yes, we are community um, house or cultural center, whatever you like to say. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, My name is Mohamed Cezar. I am the executive director of uh, Raindrop Turkish House Tulsa in Oklahoma City. Okay, and how many how many total locations do you all have? Uh, we have altogether 16 active branches in six different states, mostly southwestern states, um, where like um, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, uh, Kansas, Arkansas, Mississippi. So altogether, um, six states and 16 active branches. Oklahoma City and Tulsa are uh, just two of them. Okay. And so what would you say is you all's main mission? Because you're a nonprofit, correct? Right. It's nonprofit 501c3. The mission of Raindrop is to cultivate friendship and build bridges um, through our cultural, educational, and charitable activities and events. That that seems pretty noble to me. So, what what does that translate into? What what are what is uh what are some activities and events that you guys put on? So, uh, as I mentioned, we have um, you know a couple of tools that we use. Cultural uh, tools is uh, one of the you know most effective tools that we are using. We have a lot of uh, cultural activities, such as um, Turkish Food and Art Festival. Um, I think it's one of our um, well known activity event um, did you guys just have that recently right it's uh, may 3rd a couple of weeks ago okay. uh, we hosted here at raindrop and we had a good good crowd it's a yeah i can say like a huge success more than 1500 people came um you know throughout the day um that's one nice. of them we have also like you know um cooking classes international cooking classes um i came to tulsa in 2016 um, and Reindrop, um was hosting only Turkish cooking classes. Uh, we get together with our community members and we decided to change the format of cooking classes uh, where we include our friends from different backgrounds, ethnicity, culture. So we open our cooking classes uh, for them uh, so that they can come and introduce their culture. You know, through food, uh, through this gathering, uh, we have also coffee nights, ladies coffee nights, a group of um, Turkish American ladies where they mostly like you know, address women related topics. They um, partner with um, other women organizations. Sometimes they fundraise money uh, for good cause. But anything and everything we do here at Reindrop Turkish House is to cultivate friendship, to build bridges uh, between communities. You know, as I al- always say, 
we are the people of this community. We have differences, different thoughts, different way of living our life, different way of um, practicing our faith. But at the end of the day, we are all human beings, and that is just one message Raindrop likes to convey. I love that. I love that. You know, we we need some of that right now. You know, right? It's it's uh, so needed. Uh, it's it's a must because we live in a society uh, with people from all walks of life. You know, Tulsa is getting getting more diverse. Uh, when you look at mm-hmm. the numbers, the data, we have people from all around the world here in this you know lovely city. So um, we share time together. We, we work at this you know um, same places. We live in, we live in the same neighborhood. We interact with each other without realizing how how much like you know diverse Tulsa is, and this it's 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 a way um, to to like you know just interact with uh, with each other uh, and learn learn about one another. So we have to just realize that we we are living in a society um, where people have different thoughts, opinions, backgrounds, color, ethnicity religion so we have to just um, understand the fact that our world is getting more diverse our city is getting more diverse Hmm. so and i feel like that's something that a lot of people say that it's become a common thing to say we have to talk to each other we have to have conversations with each other but sometimes i feel like people just say that but then they still just stick in their own groups Mm -hmm. and they and their interpretation of we have to talk to one another basically just means you need to listen to me. And I feel like just from what you were telling me before, you are actually walking the walk. You all hold events with people from, you know, diverse backgrounds with, you know, Christians and Jewish people and Muslims and stuff like that. You want to talk about some of those kind of multicultural events that you put on? You know, Mike, um, I want to just like, you know, um, say that we are to build bridges it rained up Turkish house, uh, three events, but when we when we like you know meet together, we want our friends to talk, because conversation is so crucial, in order to get to know one another. If you if you stay in your bubble, if you stay in your comfort zone, if you don't get out of your home, your community, your tribe, then there is no way for you to learn about something new. Mm. You got to just, you know, it's, it's often difficult. It's, it's often uncomfortable to step out your comfort zone to go and just like, you know, um, be with people who have different opinion, who have a um, different way of like, you know, living life. Again, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's hard. But um, we have to just like, you know, do this uh, for the be- betterment of our society. Um, we have to you know, have conversation, ask question, and just like, you know, learn about one another. That's why we encourage our friends to have this meaningful conversation. Through this conversation, I am sure that we will be just like, you know, able to discover our similarities. Yes, we have differences. It's it's like, you know, um, so obvious, but we have to focus on focus on our uh, similarities because our similarities are more than our differences. Mm. But in order to like, you know, do so, we got to talk. We have to have conversation. 
we we have to talk about those similarities. Right, and everything. of yeah. course. And uh, all right, so you were also telling me uh, th- that's a great mission, by the way. I love that. And Thank you. Uh, but you you were also telling me you have a really big banquet hall in there, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you were saying that you you all just let any nonprofit, if they want to, just use it for. You know, we, we try to events? help one another. Um, we have a um, meeting hall here at Raindrop um, where we like to share uh, with other nonprofits. Um, over the course of years, we did a lot of, you know, um, partnership with other nonprofits to just help them um, to get together and, you know, do things um, together for our society. Um, so um, our doors are open to anybody and everybody. I want to just underline one thing because um, there is a misunderstanding in our community that Turkish House or Raindrop Turkish House Cultural Center is a place for only Turks. Okay. So if you don't talk Turk, if you don't speak Turkish, if you are not from Turkey, this is not a place um, for you. That is not true. I want to just like you know say one more time, it's not true because it is a you know cultural center. It's a place. It's a house for everybody Mm. we accept everybody we want to like you know welcome everybody so whether you are turks whether you are like you know from mexico latino you are uh let's say um you know white black christian jews non-believers hindu anybody and everybody is welcome to reinterrupt turkish house they can come and be a part of this wonderful organization so um, I, I just want to like you know um, you know say one more time if there is any way we can help to any nonprofit, please do not hesitate to contact me because we are here to help one another. And you're you're willing to host an event for someone if someone right. wants to have an event for just whatever charity that they're getting started on. Right. You're willing to you're willing to do that. And how much did you say you were going to charge for that? Uh, it's uh, zero. Zero. Zero dollars. Wow. Nothing. That's 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 awesome. So you also have uh, you also have this room that we're sitting in right now mm-hmm. is for uh, you use a lot for a book club. Yes, we have book discussion club where um, people like, you know, um, pick a book. Everybody reads and uh, have discussion, um, lovely discussion here um, over the book. Sometimes they invite author. It's a way to um, just learn about one another. People share their opinion, um, ask questions to one another. You know, it's another excuse to get together because we try to find excuses, whether this is the early hmm. Thanksgiving dinner, you know, international cooking classes, book discussion club, Turkish food and art festival. I can go so on and so forth, but it's all about finding excuses to get together. So that's that's what we want to do uh, here at Raindrop. But you also, you guys also do educational things too. You were telling me about a couple classes that you guys hold. So what, why don't you tell me about like like that art class you were talking about? Uh, yes, we have Ibru, uh, also known as water marbling uh, art classes. Um, we used to offer um, six, seven weeks, um, you know, classes. And we realized that it's a huge commitment, seven weeks, most of like you know for most of our friends it's hard to make this commitment um, this long commitment so instead of um, offering seven weeks um, courses classes we have workshops 
where you you can come and just like you know spend a couple of hours to learn the fundamentals of this art. It is a traditional, um, you know, art. I I have a huge um, admiration for those who are talented on any arts, like any type of arts. But this is a very calming, very uh, relaxing art that you can just forget about all the problems that you are going through um, while you are just learning about this, uh, you know, art as well. And it produces some beautiful, really unique paintings. I, I, whenever I was looking at them on the wall, Mm -hmm. I sort of recognized, I feel like I've seen stuff like this before. And so Mm -hmm. now I, you were explaining the process to me today and it's okay. So that's how, that's how that's done. That's what that is. Why don't you explain that process of what the, what the painting is? So the reason it's, uh, it is called as uh, water marbling because you work with water. Basically you, you paint, um, on the surface of water, but this is a oil water which helps you to like you know paint um, on the surface. When you think about water, whatever you put into the water, it's gonna sink or dissolve. But this uh, special oil water keeps everything on the surface, all the paints. So you can just uh, do any patterns, um, anything like you know, anything and everything, um, as long as um, you are putting like you know time and energy to learn about the advanced uh, you know things you can you can do anything with uh, with water but the final process is so amazing when you put a paper copy paper on top of the water once you remove it all the like you know paintings you did on the surface of water will transfer onto the paper hmm. that is a magic and i think everybody has to see that because it's Hard to imagine, hard to think about it, but when you see that, you say, "Wow, that's amazing! I gotta learn this art." So, so basically, you 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 take the paints and you sort of put them, and they float on the surface of the water, kind of in just blobs, and then you shape them into something with a little little brushes, little little brush. Okay, yes. yeah, exactly. And I I have a joke um, about this art. Um, so the brushes that you use for this art. It's a special brush, so the, it's made out of rose tree and horse tail. Okay. I, I I like you know I tell my friend that you gotta buy a horse <laughs> and cut the <laughs> cut the tail, and also you have to plant um, some rose trees in your back uh, backyard. That is some serious devotion to organic. <laughs> that is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, also, I mean. You, you all do have a serious emphasis on bringing all sorts of cultures together, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you also promote preserving your own Turkish culture. Mm-hmm. And so you were telling me about some classes that you have for mm-hmm. kids here and stuff. Why don't you talk about those? Uh, absolutely. So we have a um, couple of like, you know, um, little one that they attend public school. I believe 100% of them attend public school. Um, so they take classes, math, science, history, um, language art. But over the weekend, a group of um, dedicated volunteers, um, Turkish, uh, American, like, you know, um, ladies, they put time and energy to teach Turkish language, history, art and craft. So it's a time for our little one to learn their heritage. We speak Turkish at home with, with our kids, but it's not proper. We want them to, you know, talk properly, write properly, read properly. At the same time, they also like to you know, learn about history. 
They learn about their you know ancestors, their culture, background, their custom. They like you know um, do some activities um, you know together. Um, it's a it's a way for them to preserve their culture and background, ethnicity. Of course, they are gonna be bilingual. They they speak English. That's their like you know first language. Uh, at the same time. When we go to Turkey, or we when we have like you know um, our loved ones who visit us from Turkey, we want our little one to talk talk Turkish, speak Turkish with their grandparents, with their relatives. Mm. Um, that's a that's a key like you know point. Until 2015, from time to time, we were going to Turkey to visit our families. So during those like you know visit. We were encouraging our little one to speak Turkish with their grandparents, with their cousins, uncle, aunt, uh, relatives. So it's a way for them to uh, keep up with their Turkish as well as their history, background, um, you know, and uh, customs. Okay, cool. I am kind of curious. We've talked a little bit about, you know, we've talked a lot about the Turkish house. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about let's talk about you. You said you got here in 2016. I got here in tw- uh, 2016. Um, I came from Oklahoma City. Okay. But recently, I, I moved back to Oklahoma City. Okay. Um, I um, I have to confess that I, I miss uh, Tulsa and Tulsa people. <laughs> um, my Oklahoma City friends, I hope they don't get, um, you know, offended. But Tulsa is a special way for my family and for myself. Uh, I made a lot of friends here in this, uh, this lovely city. And a lot of them, for me, like you know, in in, uh, in my eyes, um, they are my brothers and sisters. They mm. are my extended family, where we share our happiness and our sorrow. There are a lot of people that I I think that they are just a part of my family, and I will always uh, miss them. My little one, I have three kids. My little one, he was born in Tulsa before we moved uh, moved to Oklahoma City, so that's um. That's like, you know, one thing that I will remember also Tulsa. This city, I, I want to just like, you know, tell that it welcomed me. It opened uh, the hearts and the arms to me because when I came to Tulsa in 2016, um, I didn't know a lot of people. I didn't know the organization, the community. But over the um, two years experience, my experience, I have a lot of like, you know, good times with this community, um, all the wonderful people, all the like an open-minded, loving and caring people that I have to like, you know, say thank you. Thank you for all you did, guys, uh, for me and for the Turkish community. Wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that that was your experience with Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I like to think we're pretty cool, but it's good to hear from other people that we're pretty cool, I too. So, <laughs> so um, how long, okay, with the timelines, how long have you been the executive director of these houses? Or of these community houses? Since 2016. Okay. So mm-hmm. what what is your business background before then? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you're running a pretty good ship here. You're doing Thank a good you. job running this. So where did you kind of learn how to mm-hmm. do all this? I, I have an education background. I taught middle school math for nine years, Mike. Really? Where? Uh, um, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, uh, and Turkey. Okay. So um, at some point of my life, I decided to change my profession because I was losing a lot of hair uh, <laughs> because of the um, middle school kids. 
you know, they're one day a, I woke... rowdy bunch. They're a rowdy <laughs> bunch. Yeah. I uh, one day I woke up and I said I have to do something different um, other than teaching. So this opportunity came to my way. I um, accepted the you know job and came to Tulsa, and that was the first time that I was going to work for the nonprofit you know world. I had no idea about nonprofits and you know how to manage, but I have a lot of friends that I can like you know get help, get some um, advice. Um, here we have a group of people who serve on our advisory board. Okay. We we meet once in a month. So these fifteen people, people from all walks of life, different backgrounds, there are clergy, businessmen, nonprofit, uh, you know, presidents, executive directors, um, there are educators, academics. Anybody and everybody. So we try to have this group, um, and we wanted to have diversity within the group. So these people that they helped me a lot through my experience. As I mentioned, I had no idea, but I called them, I emailed them, I asked question, a lot of question, and they um, they just like you know they were so patient with me, hmm. and they helped me to learn um, the nonprofit world um, on this job. So I am so grateful for, for all these wonderful advisory board members who helped me and supported me um, during my journey. All right. And then this, this building that you're in right here this is a really nice, this is a really nice building. It's it in is. a great location just east of Garnett on 81st, if anyone's wondering. Yes. So, and this was built just for you all. That is exactly correct. Uh, it was built for only um, our educational, cultural, and uh, charitable, like you know, activities and events. Uh, it's a great building. One thing about you know, one thing I, I miss about Tulsa is the uh, Raindrop Tulsa building, because oh, yeah. uh, there is a uh, Oklahoma City building where they converted uh, this building from um, you know offices, business offices, hmm. uh, into the uh, you know Raindrop Turkish House. The difference is so obvious, to be to be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. So everybody, like you know, um, thinks Oklahoma City people, especially the Turkish community, they are jealous about Tulsa building, uh, <laughs> which is understandable <laughs> because this building is uh, newer. It's more, you know more modern, and it was built, as I said, the, the, for the purposes for the like you know, events and activities, which is great. So. Oh, it's it's beautiful. There's beautiful yeah. artwork and everything everywhere, and then uh, that. You showed me the prayer room, which Why? was also especially beautiful mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so, but I am kind of so that you were you were kind of talking about that tile wall, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I I, I sort of wanted to ask you a little bit about um just the story with that. You were saying the tiles came from Turkey, mm-hmm. and do y- you just want to talk about the significance of that? Right, it's uh, it's a prayer hall, but I like to uh, name as um, multi-purpose room because not only we pray. We have tea conversation. We watch, um, you know, video. Kids are playing there. Um, we we talk about uh, sports, politics, and thunder, anything and everything. Uh, but this thunder, thunder. Uh, but nowadays, Oklahoma, Oklahoma I, City thunder? I I follow Portland uh, uh, uh. because of Enes Kanter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's odd because um, thunder and Portland are you know playing for the playoff first round. So yeah. I was, I was, I can say like, you know, not sure which team I should cheer for, but I said, I'll cheer both. 
whoever wins, I'll just like you know celebrate because it's a win-win situation. <laughs> and it's can tell on the other side thunder. Well, um, I'm sure you could guess who I'm going to be cheering for. But, <laughs> but uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you about the. About In the, the meantime, room. yes, the Portland is you know leading uh, to the zero, and there, there is a game tonight, and I yeah. am. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry tomorrow and I am so looking forward to uh, watching it yeah and I'll, I I want to just see like you know what thunder is gonna like you know do and I hope thunder will come back oh and the we'll, thunder we'll love to do that they yeah. they love stressing their fans out <laughs> like crazy and making us think that it's over and then right. barely scraping by that's a very <laughs> thunder way to do go to the playoffs yeah we'll see like you know thunder will just do something like an you know, unusual as he as they did uh, in the past <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm sorry i interrupted you about yeah. the about the room if you want to continue talking about right that. so it's, it's the a wall. it's a um prayer hall but there is this you know special um art on the wall um which the tiles were you know what were brought from turkey so all the like you know uh, handmade uh, ceramic tiles other than the beautification purposes there is nothing special um it's 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 important and it's it's um, you know brings um, a lot of like you know um, I can say um, significance uh, for us, but when you go to a mosque or a prayer hall, you not necessarily important to have these type of tiles. Sure. Um, we don't have you know pictures in our prayer hall. Uh, that's uh, that's forbidden for like you know Muslims to have pictures in a room that you are praying. So instead of like mm. you know, having pictures. We replace pictures with this, you know, artwork. Uh, there are calligraphy, modern calligraphy, uh, Arabic calligraphy, as well as some, like, you know, um, art and craft pieces, um, as well as tiles on the wall. So, all right. So, uh, I do want to. I do want to ask, what What do you feel are some of the challenges that pick one, either the Turkish house or the community as a whole, are facing right now? Uh, the challenge. Let's let me talk about like you know uh, the the Turkish American community. Uh, one challenge that they are facing. I think uh, the challenge that a lot of us are facing is the language barrier. When people came uh, to United States, uh, most of the time, like like you know myself, we had no English. We had no you know backgrounds. We took. ESL courses, English classes in Turkey, you know, I and all, all of my friends. But these classes were mostly writing, reading, and, you know, grammar rules. It's, it's not speaking classes because... I'm sure it's a lot like the Spanish classes that I took, <laughs> you know, where I'm being taught by a white person with a southern accent I was how gonna, to speak Spanish, I, you know. I was going <laughs> to tell that, like, you know, my instructor was Turkish. So whenever, like, you know, um, you know, you felt that you have to tell something, uh, if you're not able to um, say it in English, you just say it in Turkish. Mm-hmm. And that makes difficult for anyone to learn a new language. You mm-hmm. have to just go to like in a place where the language you are trying to learn is being spoken hmm. so i came to united states in 2010 it was a cultural shock as well as language barriers i tried to understand people i were i was like you know listening very carefully to understand what they are saying to me or to each other hmm. so first couple of months i can say like an entire year a whole year was so difficult Later on, I started understanding people, 
and um, I made a lot of practice uh, because um, it's all about practice. It's all about uh, you know forcing yourself to speak, whether you speak fluently or slowly. You have to talk, and that's one challenge that our community is facing. But nowadays, a lot of them, I think, like you know, this struggle, this uh, problem, because this conversation, gatherings, meetings help every single one of us to learn about the culture, lifestyle, custom, as well as the you know language. Okay. So it helped uh, us to better integrate into the society. Okay. It's a mutual, I can say, like, you know, benefit. Not only Turkish people learn about American culture, lifestyle, customs, uh, traditions, but also our American friends learn about Turkish hmm. lifestyle, Turkish culture, tradition, how a Muslim lives the faith and uh, practice, like, you know, their religion. So um, these gatherings, these events, meetings help both sides to understand one another. I want to just, like, you know, give one more example, Mike, um, if you don't oh, mind. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We used to take people from Oklahoma City and Tulsa to Turkey. There, uh, there was intercultural, interfaith trips that we used to organize. Fortunately, we cannot take any uh, people anymore since 2015 because of the safety um, concern hmm. so over the course of um, you know years uh, more than 300 people went to turkey with dialogue institute with raindrop turkish house wow i was uh, talking to a friend of like you know mine who took a trip with uh, with you know um, our organization and what he said was so interesting he said yes we learn about turkish culture community because people were integrating with local families Turkish local families were hosting our guests so they were just sitting down and learning about one another so you weren't just staying at a motel of course. or something like that you were staying with they were staying with Turkish families yes. learning their day to day you know some of the like you know times were um, were dedicated for uh, American like you know friends our guests and Turkish local families to integrate with each one another to That's learn cool. about um, one another. During these trips, our friends from Tulsa, from Oklahoma City, they visited the attraction of Turkey, learned about local, you know, um, families. But at the same time, our Turkish, like you know, friends who live who live in Turkey, they learn about the culture, the background, the ethnicity, the customs, the faith, Christianity, Judaism. So, the prejudice, the biases. To you know, misunderstanding that you you see in this community against, let's say, Muslims, uh, against um, you know minorities, people from Middle East, Islam, it's mm. it's also happening in Turkey against Christians, again against uh, you know American people, against uh, American lifestyle traditions. In order to minimize, in order to you know. Um, change this misunderstanding change the mindset you have to bring people together and we were doing wonderful job in terms of bringing two different culture or different like you know backgrounds together so that they were learning from each other so mm -hmm. i hope and pray that um, we'll be able to start taking people from oklahoma city and tulsa to turkey um, uh, to just like you know create this environment for our communities to learn about one another that's 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 just so cool that's 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 such a great story um i do 
I, I do have to ask, you know, you had talked about coming to America in 2010, mm-hmm. and you had said the words culture shock. I always, I can't help it. I always love hearing about things that I'm used to in America that are weird for people coming here for the first time. So is there anything that sticks out in your mind that you were like, whoa, I was not expecting that? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't uh, I didn't think about that at all. But let me think. Um, I believe um, one thing I was surprised was, um, you know, seeing people wake up early in the morning. I think Turkish people are a little bit lazy. I can make this comparison um, after seeing, like, you know, um, this country. Because uh, when I was in Kansas City, I saw that a lot of cars on the road, 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning, where people (laughs) were just, you know, going to their uh, jobs, um, and they were awake, had breakfast early in the morning and ready to go. And that was something I was so surprised and I was so um, amazed with. Because in Turkey, the experience I had, and I, I did the same thing. We were waking up um, 8 in the morning and people start working around 9, uh, 9.30, uh, which is almost middle of the day for somebody who lives in the United States. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's one. Sounds like I personally would like Turkey more. <laughs> I don't. I don't like getting up early. <laughs> but no, you are yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Uh, other than that, like you know, of course, like you know, food. Um, it's a uh, it's a different, like you know, um, I can say food culture. Uh, when you when you when you think about uh, Mediterranean dishes, when you, when you like you know make comparison, uh, there are a lot of uh, differences. Uh, that's that's like you know, another thing I, I get like difficult to get used to. Mm. But my favorite, uh, my my favorite dessert is um, is uh, pecan pie. I love pecan pie. Pecan pie. Yeah, pecan pie. Thanksgiving classic. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, you and my dad would get along. That's his. That's his favorite. He oh, likes yes. the pecan pie. <laughs> yeah, pecan pie. Well, these. I don't know. I mean, you you brought me some of these little pastries right, right before we started, which mm-hmm. I had to, you know, tell myself I wasn't going <laughs> to eat all of them. What What did you say these were called? It's uh, it's called you know Turkish pastry because oh, there okay. are a lot of Turkish pastry that I cannot uh, find a name for each mm. of them, but it's delicious. Um, it's There's like a little cheese wrapped in it, right? It's feta cheese, I believe, with sesame seeds on it. Yes. Oh man, it's good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll go and ask you: Do you have any events that are coming up that you'd like to promote? So we uh, follow school year uh, calendar. Um, so we are about to um, start Ramadan, our holy month, uh, okay. which is a month of fasting, month of um, you know Quran. Muslims are to fast from uh, down to sunset, uh, almost uh, 16, 17 hours for our case. So they abstain from food, drinks, including water, and also like in you know, all the uh, sexual uh, relationship. Hmm. Um, so during Ramadan, we reach out to community and ask them whether they like to host us or whether they like to come to Raindrop to break, you know, bread together. Hmm. I learned I, I learned this from a Christian friend, and um, I want to just like you know repeat it. When you break bread with somebody, you cannot be enemy. Hmm. So that's one thing we we try to like you know um, use during Ramadan. We want to just sit down and break bread with our community members, nonprofits, elected officials, 
clergy, churches, synagogues, temples. So we we ask um, our friends to host us if they like to. A lot of the, like you know friends uh, they accepted our humble invitation. I am so glad that uh, last year during Ramadan, out of 30 days, we hosted uh, 20 iftars, fast breaking dinners. So wow. Turkish community were fasting, but at the same time, they were just like you know showing their generosity, their um, you know hospitality. So they were like you know um, hosting their friends, neighbors, colleagues at their home as well as at Reindrap Turkish House. They help us to organize 20 fast-breaking dinners out of 30 days. And we want to do the same thing um, this year. Ramadan will start on May 6th. May 6th is the first day. From May 6th till June 3rd, we'll be fasting. But at the same time, we want to just get together at fast-breaking uh, dinners which will take place around um, 7 uh, to 8.30 because okay. we have to wait until sunset. But we want to just meet a little bit early to learn about one another. Sometimes we invite you know, guest speakers to tell us about, let's say, um, you know, Christianity or fasting in Christianity, some uh, you know, certain things that we like to learn from our friends, as well as uh, sharing our Ramadan experiences, our fast, uh, fasting experiences with our friends. So that's one thing um, I like to um, promote. If anybody is interested in learning about Ramadan or you know breaking bread with us, uh, they are welcome to email or call us um, so that we can match them with a Turkish-American family. Because Turkish-American uh, families, they will open their doors for their neighbors, for their community um, communities to share with one another during this, uh, you know, uh, time, during this uh, fasting month. Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, is there anything that you would like to ask? Okay, so you got the, you're doing Ramadan dinners and everything like that, and then that's going to be, that's, that's, that's what you have for the foreseeable future? Right, just okay. from May 6th through June 3rd, but after sure. that, we will take a break and... Uh, We'll start working on next year's and, um, you know, uh, the events. But please uh, like our Facebook page, which is Raindrop Turkish House Tulsa. And our email address is Tulsa at TurkishHouse.org in order to um, just get on the email list so that you can be updated from time to time. Um, we will have another festival in the upcoming fall. Oh, cool. Uh, so we do festival twice in a year, Spring Turkish Festival and Fall Tur Turkish Festival. We awesome. We're just done with uh, Spring Turkish Festival, but uh, starting from August. Please stay tuned uh, for more to come because we have more cooking classes, more ladies, coffee night, um, more like, you know, book discussion club as well as Turkish food and art festival. Uh, I forgot to tell one thing. Um, next Friday... Uh, we will host the last ladies' coffee nights of the year. It will uh, take place here at Raindrop Turkish House at four, um, 81st and Garnett, 4444 uh, uh, West Houston Street. So this is an event for only ladies. And um, I think they are going to have a special ce celebration for the um, Mother's Day. Uh, so all the ladies are welcome to come join us. They will start at 6 o'clock. Um, the dinner will be served. So they are all invited. Awesome. 
Well, is there anything else you wanted to say before uh, we wrap this up? Uh, I want to like, you know, thank you, Mike, um, for your um, invitation. I so appreciate that you are doing this. You are just, you know, helping people to learn about um, the hidden, you know, gem of uh, Tulsa. Thank you so very much. Thank you for uh, reaching out and your patience because, um, as I said, I live in Oklahoma City and a couple of times we, we had to reschedule the meeting. <laughs> no, I apologize for that, but I am so grateful of um, you that you take time and, you know, you put energy into this great um, work. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's that's very nice of you to say. I was, you know, and I was going to say something similar to you that, yeah. you know, I learning about what you're doing and just how your goal is to bring the community of Tulsa together to learn about each other. I can't really think of, uh, I think we've both got sort of similar goals, different right. ways of doing it. You've obviously got a bigger operation going mm-hmm. than me, but, <laughs> but, uh, no, I love, I love what you guys are doing. I'm so glad I came yeah. to talk to you. But if, if there is any way we can help to you or your wonderful, like, you know, um, job mission, please let us know because it's, uh, this, this takes a village to, increase understanding it's not about just raindrop i know there are a lot of people individuals nonprofits, you know dedicated human beings like yourself um, who are just putting time and energy into this great like you know work which is to un- uh, increase understanding empathic acceptance peace and love hmm. so thank you so very much for all you do thank oh, you well it's my pleasure and thanks for talking to me thank you And that wraps it up for this episode of Tulsa Lately. Once again, you can find them at the Turkish Community House Tulsa on Facebook. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Patreon or my website, TulsaLately.com. And as always, available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, all the other important ones. So, coming down the pipeline. Still working out times with a few different people, but I do have an interview coming up this week where I will be talking to someone who makes and designs his own guitars. I thought that was pretty cool. So, I'll keep you posted on that. Should be posted uh, pretty soon after I have the interview on Thursday. And that's pretty much it. So, Tulsa and surrounding areas, I'll see y'all around.